Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Making the Call of 2024. And I'm joined by Rosie and Austin to break down all the action from NFL week 17. Yeah, one more to go. Yep. I'm I'm so I'm I'm still getting used to the 17 game like season. It's a little I'm weird. So used to, I'm so used to 16 and so like I, I don't know. Give me another 3 years. I'm not used to the fantasy season going this late. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not um, either. Mine ended a while ago for our leagues, but it's okay. But we are here to break down all the action from NFL week 17. Uh we'll talk some college football playoffs here at the top of the show. Uh, and just get it. It's just a, it's a f- all football podcast is what I expect this to be. Um, so gentlemen, happy new year. Glad you could be here before we get into the show. Let's run through a couple programming reminders. So I want to mention, of course, the making the call Substack. the Friday football newsletters are rolling on. Uh, we had full college football playoff breakdowns, uh, previews from Austin where he detailed the Alabama versus Michigan matchup and Texas versus Washington and One for two. I was one for two. Did you go one for two? Yeah, I oh, picked Because you were going to pick Alabama, but you ended up picking Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Um, so really, really good breakdowns there. I updated my NFL power rankings for the third time this season uh, with updated team tiers and whatnot. And um, no one and ever I has. I am going to do a top you. 100 board for Dynasty. Is that Whoa. coming? Yep. This week? This week, I'm not going to forget to do my part of the subset. <laughs> All right. This week. I'm taking the week off. <laughs> I don't what know. Do you, you're not going to preview the college football championship? Oh, yeah. That is next week. Yeah. It's only like the thing that you've been building towards this entire season. This is Christmas, and then I'm Santa's going to take a three-month holiday. So, Yeah. You got – I mean, what's, what's that meme? You've got one more in you. you got one more week in you, and then you're good. Yeah. He's crawling to the finish line. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we'll have that this week. Rosie Maybe. will have his top 100 big board. I updated my NFL power rankings last week. And if there's one thing I know about power rankings, is that, that they're always 100% correct. So go check mine out because there's not going to be a single flaw in them. But if there is, let me know in the comments. But you really should be subscribing to the Substack because it's free to subscribe. It's free to read everything that we post. Um, and it's good quality football content. It's it's the perfect thing to get you ready for the weekend, uh, especially a weekend of football. So go subscribe to that. We'll have a link to it in the description of this podcast. And then finally, what a treat that I'm joined by Austin and Rosie and oh, no one yeah, else. Baby. Because our bets contest that has been going on <laughs> throughout this season, <laughs> it was like three weeks ago. It's two back. And Austin was two back. Rosie had just come off a win. Austin had to come off a loss. And it was bleak. Austin was down two with three to go. And Rosie has gone 0 for three. And Austin has gone two and one. So we are tied going into week 18. I did hand Austin a bone, though. I This was not going to be my bet. Don't cop out. No, I'm not copping out. No, I'm just you, saying this you? week I would like to pick. And then you could be the other side. Well, no. so here, here's where I I'm not picking I, the opposite I, side today. I did not. So we went with uh, Niners, Washington, uh, the spread. What was it? 13 and a half? 13, 13 and, a half. and a half. I took Washington side and Austin. And you looked, it looked for a while like they were going to be able to cover. 
I mean, it wasn't the worst bet, but no, it wasn't. It was I definitely a- would have gone Pollard under his rushing yards, which would have been a really good bet. Uh, was but now t- that now these two gentlemen are tied, and the loser will be doing a one-hour podcast all by themselves, uh, which I just am ecstatic about the possibilities of what it's going to be me no matter what hey, honestly my- austin you can pick whatever <laughs> it's going to be me i'm picking the that's CD. my one takeaway from uh this <laughs> I'm take, last week i'm taking the I'm cd over everything so remind me what did we decide so you each are picking a making We're a picking bet the noon from game. the noon slate right right and if you're both tied after the noon slate then it's the you each game make what like two or three bets on the monday night game no i think it was just one bet on the night game but what if you're tied after that then we what pick if, any sport what no yeah i don't know any other sports. what if we both pick a hockey spread that could be no. fun well, why don't we pick the, we should pick all the noon games and whoever does the best okay we should pick all the noon games and Wait, are you taking? Because are you just like a line from each? Wait, of the no, 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 and no, then no, you no. order them. Hold on, you hold on, order hold on. them. It just came to me. I remember what we decided. So you each are picking a bet in the noon game in the noon slate, right? And if you're both tied going into Monday night, then Sunday night tr- or Sunday night, Trent, Alex, and myself are going to pick a bet, and you each are going to have to be on the opposite side of it. That is not what we decided. Hey, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going off of your bets. I want to do that. I can, have you seen the scoreboard? Maybe far. you should. <laughs> I control my I control my own destiny. Okay. So then you'll each I think what I think what we should do is you each need to make you each need to find two bets from the Sunday night game. And we order and them. It can be here's what it can be. It can be the spread. It can be the over under. It could be a team total. So you know, whatever the the Buffalo, you know, team total line is, or the Miami team total line is, or it can be a player prop. But we should rank them. Like we should go down the list until somebody loses. Like it shouldn't be. You know what I'm talking about? So like first tiebreaker is the noon game. Second tiebreaker is the first of our two night picks. And the second tiebreaker is the second. No, that's, that's no you're going to be so upset if you rank them wrong and you end up losing because of that. Let's just flip a coin. All right, Austin, you're, you're two. No, you're, you're heads, I'm tails. <laughs> no, no, no. I think... I, hey, Siri, flip a coin. Does head mean... I think you each make two bets Sunday night. And the chances of... You both going, you know, matching each other for three picks on Sunday is very unlikely. I okay, think. but hear me out. If we're still tied, you both you both have to do an no, hour. No, if we're still tied, <laughs> let us do Pro Bowl. Let us do Pro Bowl because <laughs> it's such BS. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Let's do some Pro Bowl. If Rosie though. wants to, sure. That'd be pretty funny. All right. All right. If you're still, still tied, tied after your three bets on Sunday, Pro Bowl. Oh, we won't okay. be. I we won't. You. We won't be. There's no way. No. Somebody's and going think, over three, and somebody's going one for two. Is you both will get first dibs on the picks because Trent, Alex, and myself will still make our picks for Week 18, but you guys will get to make yours first, 
That way we don't take any that you might want. Okay, and I think that Rosie and I should each have to draft our picks. Like he sends in a pick, then I send a pick. You're no, you're because no, you're, because because what if he takes a pick that I like? There's plenty I, of stuff. Or like to a spread. From. Okay, then I think you both will text me what your pick is. Okay, how about we do just and random. if you pick the same thing, then I make you both pick a new thing. That's fair. So or we at least don't, draft don't, don't our picks for Sunday night. Text. Yeah, don't text in the main group text. Whenever you find a pick you like, text it to me. Whenever you both text it to me. If you both pick the same thing, you have to pick a new one. If not, then those are your picks. Can I just Only for this? the Sunday night game. No, no, no. This is this is for the this is for the noon pick. Rosie, okay. do you want the CD over? You can have it. I'll take the CD over. <laughs> CD over? Whatever it is. I don't I haven't even seen a line. But I'm taking the over. Um let's see here. Do they have it posted yet? Uh, 99 and a half. Oh, gosh. That's a lot of yards. Which is what it was against Detroit. Hopefully there won't be a blown play this time. <laughs> we're yeah. going to talk about it. So this was, this was a very long programming announcement part of the podcast, but we had to figure some things out for this uh, bets contest. Uh, we will be keeping it going during the playoffs. What we decided to do is we're going to do the same format for the, all the rounds of the playoffs, and whoever comes in last place out of the five of us will have to do a 15-minute solo intro to that, to that solo podcast. So um, if it's Rosie or Austin who lose both, then that's 75 minutes of solo podcasting. If it's anyone else, then it's 15 minutes solo from that person, then an hour from one of these two gentlemen. Man, so- I, I preached this Sunday. And I preached. For oh, yeah? Th- yeah, that's not fair. I preached for 30 minutes. And I'm like, man. In the back of my mind, I was like, a solo pod is two of these. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what it's, what it's going to be like. I don't think um, I've ever talked for an hour long straight. <laughs> I will definitely be live in the YouTube chat trying to help I'm you guys gonna, with some content. So I'll, we'll do, I'll do some AMA, you know. We'll, do, we'll, do some, we'll make it fun. So. How much prep time am I going to get? You we're gonna record. Th- we're gonna do these after the Super Bowl, so you're gonna. Oh, have okay, some time. I got time. Yeah, yeah. I already kind of. We got to figure out who's gonna be the the intro. I have an outline in my mind because I've already. I, I, three weeks ago, I had just accepted my fate, and so oh, I, started, no, me too. I started planning it. <laughs> so <laughs> at least I'll have some content. I guess. All right. Ideas. Well, let's get into. We each have one big headline from the weekend, from the week, from the past couple weeks, since it's been a while since we've all convened here. Uh, you can, it can be sports related. It could not be sports related. It really could be anything that you want. Rosie or Austin, who would like to go first? I would just like to quickly remind people. This is mine. I guess Rosie's going making the playoffs is skill. Surviving in the playoffs is luck. Please remember that. Talking about fantasy. Yep. You're, you're absolutely right. (laughs) I so, went six and eight in the regular season in my redraft league and won the chip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I heard that. Yep. $180 later. Here we are. I went 11 and three in the eight and eight league and lost in championship because the other guy had CD lamb and at least I, at least it, the bandaid got ripped off on Saturday. So going into Sunday, I already knew I'd lost. And so I could just watch the games and not like stressing out over every 
target in the Niners game, be like, why aren't you throwing to Brandon Ayuk? I could just I could just sit back and watch. You had accepted. So, you had you had grieved already. I, I, I do want to remind people before I give them my record. <laughs> I did give people Puka Nakua, Tank Dell, right? Everybody yeah. else Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. We're just gonna forget you saying Bryce Young's gonna be a top ten quarterback. That You're was one? completely wrong. I've, I've had some, <laughs> I'm just saying I've had some good takes. You have. Absolutely. I did not win any of my leagues. In fact, I lost all of them except for one. I got third, and I only got third because the guy started Hunter Henry and Raheem Mostert, and they weren't playing. Well, so. You were also wrong about C.J. Stroud. I didn't like C.J. Stroud. So I heard a report. A lot of people were wrong about CJ Did you guys Stroud, hear yeah, the report that the Texans may have leaked the fake IQ scores? Did you guys read that? No, like Texans, there's no way that's Like true. the Texans leaked fake. I, there's like this whole conspiracy like that they leaked the fake IQ. Are you trying IQ. to tell me a Houston team was up to some shenanigans? I don't buy that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's hilarious. But it is genius. Wow. That's just... Um, Austin, what's your big headline? My big headline, other than the fact that I spent, you know, fourteen hundred dollars on cars today, um, tires and brakes ah. and alignment, and yeah, so that's yeah, my, love it. Yep, my yep, personal yep. headline. So all you fellas that went to NFL games, I'm jealous. Um, my big headline. Don't be. The championship game is set. Michigan. Yeah, it is versus Washington. I'm drinking right now. Two uns. I'm drinking. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> Andrew, you got something to tell us? Man, I am drinking. I'm drinking from the cup of UT fan tears tonight. And I just got to say, I, I so I fell asleep during that game. And just to wake up and to see the result of last night's game in Washington pulling off the win against UT fans. Or against UT, I, I was just I was elated and I had a great day. So this is the college football final that I wanted. It's not the one that I thought I was going to get, but it is the one that I wanted. And so mm. very excited to see these two teams duke it out. Teams that play no, Duke's not in it. <laughs> I'm so proud. Oh, that was awesome. Um, Teams that play very different brands of football. Michigan will punch you in the mouth. Penix will torture you over the top. Um, two pass rushes that are pretty good. You know, the Washington pass rush caused some problems for Ewers. And so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited. Who's going to win? I, you know, I, Tune in Friday on the Substack. Yep. For his official prediction. Spoiler alert, though. That's how it's done in the business. Alex and I called it at like the beginning of the year. We're like, Michigan. Michigan's going to take it. And digging to it so i need to go find that bit yeah who drafted michigan in our draft oh oh you can't ask me this unprompted okay let me i'm see sorry here. this is where we classic you know where we do some filling content yeah um, yeah go ahead, go ahead. why don't you guys try out for or you rosie what did you think of the college football games on on <laughs> On Monday. I was busy, so <laughs> I didn't watch. And I haven't watched any college all year. All I know is J.J. McCarthy and Michael Penix are the two best quarterbacks in the nation. Um, They're going one and two. Um, 
Um, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I still haven't found it. So <laughs> JJ we, might have to, we might have to come back to it. We'll come back to that. And the let, me go ahead and give, let me go ahead and give my... Uh, yeah, you should give your takeaway. My takeaway. And that is that the MVP discussion in the NFL is over, thankfully. Yay. It just... It's, Done. The discourse just felt just not fun. Like it, it felt a lot like the NBA MVP discourse each year where it just gets talked about every day. And it's like, okay, enough. Like it's, it's not worth it anymore to talk about. And thankfully Lamar Jackson said, don't worry guys, I got you. One fifty. I'm going to make it. Yeah. One. He, he had that. He had that. What was that lady on that show who said that Lamar is not quarterbacky enough for her? And then he goes out and throws a perfect passer rating and just like annihilates Miami. Eighteen for twenty-one with five touchdowns. That's <laughs> that's Lord. efficient. That's quarterbacky enough for me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Almost a third of his passes were touchdowns. <laughs> Jeez. My my favorite thing about the MVP conversation too is that nobody cares. Nobody cares, but everyone talks about it. Uh huh. As soon as it's over, it's like it's done. Oh, thank God, we're done with it. So, um, thank you to Lamar Jackson. He's yeah, going to win his second MVP. Probably will be his second unanimous MVP, if I had to guess. Um, he earned so it. He, he, yeah, he has been awesome, <laughs> and he just he hasn't slipped up. Like that's something all these other guys have done is they've had a bad couple weeks, and he really hasn't. So, props to him. Well deserved, um, Ravens. I, well, yeah, machine. Ravens. Let's hey, let's talk the Ravens right now. Um, NFL Week Seven takeaways or Week Seventeen takeaways. Let's start with that Ravens game because they were dominant over the Dolphins. Man, I just and, thought that game was going to be closer. <laughs> well, it was not. On. What was the line in this game? Because I think I mean it was Baltimore by three and a half. That's insane to me. And I was in Baltimore. should have seen that before I took Austin to bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You saw 13 and a half points and you were like, they can get that. <laughs> so that's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, what I, a I game. don't think oh, Dolphins are like, they're just kind of mid, you know, they don't beat good teams. They don't have the defense to beat good teams. And Tua's not a... He's not a game wrecker. Tua's completion percentage was subpar. Uh, quick little aside here. Uh, Austin, you took Michigan in the draft we did, and Alex took Washington. So wait, didn't we both... Didn't I had Michigan, he had Washington, and then you had Alabama and Texas? I had Alabama and Texas. And then they both lost. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Hey, I'll take it, man. So, uh, hey, you can take listeners, you can take solace in this. We did not steer you wrong, per se. We did, well, I guess, you know, one of the 16 teams at the beginning of the year would. Only Michigan was ranked in the top four, right? Michigan was two or three. Right. I mean, like before the season. Before the season, we'll, we'll say this: four of our top six picks combined were in the playoffs, and the other two were Georgia by Alex, and then LSU by Austin. Man, that just didn't pan out. That one didn't. So got a high. I think we though. did. 
I did get I, a Heisman. And honestly, we should have known that the committee was going to leave out Florida State because none of us picked them. So they weren't picked in the 12 teams we picked. So wow. we knew something. We knew, oh, hey, yeah. these, these, their quarterbacks are going to get injured. I think that we should be the new college football playoff committee, personally. Why yes. not us? Why not Why us? Not Baylor, here we come. Sick them, baby. <laughs> We're finally getting our title. Yes. Um, Y'all need a coach not named David Aranda first. So Please. That was well, whenever we do fire him, we won't have to pay him $70 million to not coach for us. Hey, so. we got $70 million ooh, ooh, to get ooh, the ooh. coach that I wanted. I wanted so anyway, this Ravens game. Um, yeah. <laughs> 56-19 over Miami. Um, I, I want to say one thing. It is so cool to see Lamar Jackson with reliable receivers who can make plays in space. Like we have, we have, we have watched this super talented quarterback, you know, have to throw 10 times a game to Devin Duvernay or try to make Rashad Bateman into a number one when at best he's your third option on a, on a really good team. And to see, you know, Zay flowers just be awesome immediately. To see Mark Andrews go down and then Isaiah likely steps up and is yeah, making he's good plays. too. <laughs> he is good. If you can buy low in Dynasty, I, I would think about it. I like that. I mean, I Odell Beckham was supposed to be their big offseason addition. And in a game where Lamar Jackson had 321 passing yards, Odell Beckham was targeted one time for 33 yards. So it's just, they're doing all this without Mark Andrews. They're doing all this with uh, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Melvin Gordon getting carries. Hey, Justice Hill, I think we need to put some respect on his name a little bit. He was great in this game. Speedy in that giant kick return. They thought they were going to have J.K. Dobbins going into the year. And then after J.K. Dobbins, it was Gus Edwards. Then Gus Edwards get hurt. And then it's Keaton Mitchell. And then Keaton Mitchell get hurt. And now it's Justice Hill and Gus oh, Edwards. The Eagles, the, the Eagles get hurts. We'll talk about them. Don't worry. I, I had my doubts on if Lamar could run a pro style offense at the beginning of the season. Mm. And he absolutely can. And when you add on top of that, he still runs really dynamically and keeps himself safe. And he has a great offensive line that he has in front of him. Gosh, like the, the Todd Monken. Offensive coordinator hire is like one of the best of the offseason. It's everything we thought it could be and more. Yeah. Like that was one of the biggest offseasons. I remember I remember in August when we were doing the the North Division previews and we got to Baltimore and we were like, the biggest storyline is what is the offense going to look like under Monken now that they let go of Greg Roman? And they are passing it more. They are throwing it more downfield. And you mentioned, you know, he still is as good of a runner as he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I think that makes him so dynamic is not just whenever he's running, but in the pocket, moving around the pocket, getting out to scramble. Like he is so hard to tackle. He doesn't get sacked. And you just, you can't do anything when you're a defense like that because you're terrified mm-hmm. of him in the pocket. You're terrified of him outside of structure and you're terrified of him if he ever decides to run it. Mm-hmm. And 
with Baltimore, it's like if they're healthy, they are the Super Bowl pick, I think. Yep. Pretty easily, I think. He had almost 18 yards per completion, which is absurd on Sunday. <laughs> absurd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's nuts. Like it's we'll, we'll talk about San Francisco here in a little bit, but I think everyone would think Baltimore is the top, you know, the team. To oh, yeah, you saw the what AFC. they did to him last week. Yeah. <laughs> they demolished him. Yeah. So uh, the Ravens, they're a team that just can, seems like they're always decimated by injuries. So I'm knocking on wood right here. It is cool to see it all kind of come together. And well, and the defense has not been healthy either. That's mm-hmm. what's incredible. Yeah. And they're still playing like a top five unit. Yep. I, I there was a stat I saw, or I think I think it might have been something I mentioned in uh one of the newsletters like a couple weeks ago or something, where they are like league average in um pressure rate, but they lead the league in sacks. So they're not sending these, you know, they're not blitzing every down. They're not like a Wink Martindale defense or a Brian Flores defense. But whenever they do pressure the quarterback, they they sack them. Like there aren't any empty pressures with this with this front line for the for the Ravens defense. Like when they're in your face, they're bringing you down to the ground, which is really really impressive. That's um, pretty crazy. So good win by them. What a stat, wow. Miami. I think you hit on it a little bit already, Rosie, but mid where did, hold on. Where did I have them in the power rankings here? I should just keep these open. Um, you should, I had, I had them in the same tier as, uh, so I had them fifth. I had them in the same, I had Detroit fourth, Miami fifth and Dallas six. And all three of those teams, I said, the ceiling is a conference championship game. And I still feel that way about Miami. Like, could they win two playoff games depending on matchups? I think so, but they're not. They're not going to be in Vegas playing for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I feel pretty strongly. I about mean, that. especially now, like Xavier Howard got hurt, and then uh, Bradley Chubb tore his ACL. Yeah, so, that was tough. Which is I mean, brutal. the defense was already like suffering from injuries, and mm-hmm. on offense, like it's always been good, but it's always been Tyreek and Mostert. Yeah, carrying hey, the load. A Chan, Chan's great. A Chan had over hundred yards in this game. Yeah, he's he's very good. But respect my boy. Tua, I I just he's lefty. Unless he has That's everyone healthy and a good defense, I don't know if he can make it that far in the playoffs. Well, and the thing is, is like we'll talk about it when we start when we look ahead to next week. They've got this game coming up against Buffalo that's going to decide the division. And if Miami loses to Buffalo, they're now, what are they going to be, the five seed in the playoffs? Which means they're on the road the entire playoffs. That completely changes my calculus for them on what I think that they can accomplish in January. Because if the playoffs end it, let's say, let's say Buffalo wins, Miami becomes a five seed. Okay, they would travel to play Jacksonville. That that wouldn't really scare me. I think they should beat that. I think they should beat Jacksonville. But then if they beat Jacksonville, they're going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. I can't see him winning that game. No. No. And at I, this point, I feel like the Bills are a better team. I think that I think if that's the divisional round matchup, 
what's that line in that game? Six and a half Baltimore. They favored by a touchdown. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, all right. You guys have anything else from this game or you want to move on to the next one? Next one. Okay. Uh, let's talk. Actually, I'll turn it over to you. I'll turn it over to, uh, we'll, we'll turn it over to Rosie. Uh, we're not going to talk lions Cowboys yet. I want to get through all the games. Um, I want to get through all the games where both of us are, are level headed and still like each other. <laughs> And so let's save Lions Cowboys for the end. Give the listeners something to look forward to. What's a takeaway you had from week 17 about any of the other games? Um, I, I, I don't want to steal your take, takeaway, but uh, let's, let's go to Chiefs Bengals. Oh, I didn't have this one down. Okay. Mm. I mean, I think this was a, you know, at the beginning of the season or before the season starts, when the planning committee is playing everything out, they're like, Oh yeah. Bengals chiefs end of the year, week 17. This is going to decide seeding and mm-hmm. not really like neither of these teams are that good. <laughs> like Jake Browning ran all over the chiefs defense, which had played pretty well up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, They're injured, but everybody's injured. Yeah. Uh, and Mahomes still being Mahomes, but I mean, when you only have Rasheed Rice to throw to, like I can't even say say Kelsey right now. Oh, he was not he was not good at all. He hasn't been good this entire season. I mean, they're trying to like play it off. You know, they don't want to be like our receivers suck, but like that's yeah. obviously the problem, right? Oh yeah, I mean, you got yeah. MDS like throw it over here, man. <laughs> what are you what are you saying dictating to, to Mahomes yeah. where he's supposed to throw it yeah well okay so hey Mahomes I, didn't throw I, a I pick put, what's that Mahomes didn't throw a pick in this game so that's no cool. no they Mahomes kicks, is great they six field goals they can't get in the end zone no they can't like they scored 25 points off of six field goals they had one touchdown in the first quarter and that was it mm-hmm. it was bad um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep plugging the power rankings because I want the listeners to go, to go but, check it out. Butker was a league winner, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play in leagues with kickers, please. Okay. So I had, I had Kansas city ninth in the power rankings and I had them in a tier where they were ninth and the Eagles were 10th. And the tier I had for those two teams was one of these teams is losing in round one. Because it's the two teams who are in the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be shocked if neither of them win a playoff game. But I know for sure both of them are not winning a playoff game. Um, who are the Chiefs set to play right now? So if let's see, let me pull that up here. If the season were to, if everything holds, then actually, if everything holds right now, the Chiefs would play the Bills. Bye bye. I, I might take the Bills in that matchup. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And if Miami loses, Buffalo wins, and Buffalo is now the two seed. Miami would drop down to the five seed. I, who? Well, actually, I don't know who has the tiebreaker between Miami and Cleveland. Um, that would be who Kansas City would play. One I of those. Think two. it would be Cleveland because they have a better record against AFC. Kansas City's not beating Cleveland. <laughs> Uh, against conference, 
Yeah, so Cleveland Cleveland would be the five seed. Miami would be the six seed. So it would be um, Miami versus Kansas City in round one. Mm. So it's like, can the Chiefs put up enough points? Can Harrison Bucker kick seven field goals? <laughs> but hey, if you're in one of those leagues that goes into week 18. I made this. Okay, so I made this point in whenever on my little blurb about them putting them ninth, which is eight spots lower than where I had them in my first rankings, where I had them first is outside of Kelsey, which after how he played this past week, maybe I shouldn't exclude him from this conversation outside of Kelsey. Would any of their other skill position players start for any of the eight teams I had ahead of them, which the eight teams I had ahead of them were uh, Baltimore, San Francisco, Buffalo, Detroit, Miami, Dallas, Tampa, and Cleveland. As like a number one, yeah, like they're starting. Yeah, no. So, so um, like the only, maybe Pacheco. The only, maybe Pacheco on the Bucks. The one that I mentioned was maybe Rasheed Rice could get some snaps on the uh, Browns. Like not Amari Cooper, but like take like Cedric Tillman plays possibly. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. a problem. Well, well, and the, the problem with Rasheed Rice too, and not to make this a dynasty conversation, but I would be trying to sell him right now. They manufacture touches for him. I feel like he only catches the ball within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage mm. on every single play. And I mean, he's great after the catch. Like he has a really good skill set. but to be their number one wide receiver, it is, it's not good because he doesn't run routes. Yeah. He just needs to be your slot guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, this is a this is a good wake up call for the Chiefs because this shows them that hey, you can't just have Mahomes. And that's okay. Like I, I don't like the arguments that try to say that these top quarterbacks have to overcome everything else around them. Tom Brady. When, well, he's the GOAT, so he's the GOAT. So you're telling me Tom Brady ever won a Super Bowl without like good players around him? Uh yeah, he's yeah. throwing to uh Chris Hogan. Yeah, Chris Hogan. That's who it was. <laughs> Chris Hogan. When did was that the Rams Super Bowl? I when, think so. I think so. Uh, okay, that was when they scored what six points. Let's not fact check this, but I'm looking. I'm it pretty up. sure they scored six points because the Patriots defense just shut down Jared Goff. Well, that's not hard to do. I'm hold on. Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Um, 13 to three is what it was. So the Patriots scored one touchdown, had two field goals. The Rams kicked one field goal. So, um, I don't think Brady was asked to do a whole lot in that game. Well, anyway, I'm a Holmes on. Yeah. He's a great quarterback. He's been playing great this whole entire season, uh, against the Raiders. He was awful, but I think you're allowed one bad game. Mm -hmm. Um, he has not been the issue even with the crap around him. He has not been the issue at all. He just needs he needs receivers. He needs honestly, like I'm I'm having an issue with the play calling. Like they can I think the enemy was a much bigger deal in that brain trust than I agree, because I mean last year you you have Juju Smith Schuster as your leading receiver, and he's caught like two passes for ten yards with the Patriots. Mm -hmm. So like I don't the one thing that changed from 
last year to this year is the play calling and and Kelsey is a lot worse this year than he was last year. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's, big that's true. That's true too. Well, and how much? But how much of that is like he's the only option, and it's not like this well, he was receiver who can't well. outrun everybody. I just don't think. I think he's lost a step, which happens to tight ends over thirty four. So I mean, what they need to do right now, if they want to be making a playoff run, is they need to be smash mouth football. Like they have a really good offensive line, um, Pacheco. I mean, I, I like him a lot. I don't think he's some like star athlete or anything, but he can run the ball. That dude hates grass, though. That's all I know. That's true. He's chopping. He's chopping he, every yeah. step he gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't think the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think they're winning two playoff games even. And honestly, I think it's okay because teams don't repeat as Super Bowl champions. It, just, it doesn't happen. And the front office said, we have Mahomes, so we're going to invest all this draft capital in on the defense. We're going to put money in on the defense, which was smart because the defense is good. But you got to have like at least a little bit, like you have to have at least a league average receiving core. And they have bottom of the league and uh, over under for the draft uh the chiefs draft three receivers push mm. if you set it at three and yeah if you set it at three and a half i'm taking the under if yeah. you set it at two and a half i'm probably taking the over so three they're drafting three, three receivers but i don't want them to just rely on the draft like i want them to go out and get, get somebody like throw money at t higgins Okay, at least uh, make the Bengals match it. Could you imagine? Mahomes yeah, I think Mike Evans is be will insane. be a chief. Mike Evans, like, just go get someone. And then they're probably going to draft three receivers on top and of that, that, and that's fine. Is Devonte a free? Everyone. Is Devontae a free agent? Adams? Yeah. No, no but cut. I think he's going to get traded to the Jets. So and then I will trade him to Rosie and Bortles. <laughs> Uh, you can have him. Hold I, on, hold I'm on. out Let's, now. <laughs> when is Brandon Ayuk's oh, contract? Wait, I'm not going to be in Buddha's next year. I forgot. Next year. His contract's up next year? Unfortunately. Yeah, he's got one Please more. free that man. He is the next Stefan Diggs. I just want them to go get someone. Um, but yeah, they beat the Bengals, uh, which I guess is good because that eliminated the Bengals from the playoffs, um, which... Jake Browning had some cool moments. I don't need to see him in January. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their defense has been banged up and awful. Uh, really, the them. only backup quarterback that I want to see in January is Gardner Minshew because I love watching the Colts. <laughs> it's so fun. That's it. All the other ones, like, I'm sorry, Trent. I'm, I'm glad Nick Mullins is I not going to be making in January. Oh, Flacco's he's he's not a backup. <laughs> he's better than Deshaun. So. He's not the stepdad. He's the dad who stepped up. <laughs> he's like will, will ferrell and daddy's home that's who joe flacco is yeah uh let's t- let's spend a couple minutes talking about joe flacco and the browns because i think the story is incredible and it's so fun so freaking fun they are going to be the hardest out in the playoffs of teams who i don't think are going to win the super bowl like they're the they're the one seed of teams you don't want to play 
uh-huh. because the defense is incredible. They're going to muck up the game. And Joe Flacco, it's gonna you know, freaking found the Holy Grail and is playing incredible football right now. He's Nick Foles this year, except it, he's better than Nick Foles. Like the, the Browns who base their whole identity on Nick Chubb and running the ball, let Flacco air it out like 50 times a game now. Yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> he's just a force of personality, I guess. And I, I'm uh, all there for it. So hold on. I want to, I want to, I'm checking something real quick. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. So Deshaun Watson in six games this year had 1,115 passing yards (laughs) and had seven touchdowns and four interceptions in six games. Flacco has played five games this year, has 1,616 passing yards. (laughs) So 500 more passing yards. Has 13 touchdowns, so that is six more touchdowns, and does have four more interceptions than Deshaun Watson. Hey, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. <laughs> Deshaun Watson right. averaged 185 yards per game, and Joe Flacco is averaging 323 yards per game. <laughs> I mean, he, he's unlocking Amari Cooper and David Njoku. Like nobody had Joe Flacco on their bingo card. This is what everyone thought Baker could do with the Browns is what Joe Flacco is doing with the Browns right now. Joe Flacco was done four years ago. Like it was the 2019 playoffs. No, sorry. It was the 2018 playoffs where the Ravens started off with Lamar Jack or started off with Joe Flacco. And then they bench him for Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson is a quarterback for the rest of the year. They go into the playoffs and he throws like three interceptions against the Chargers and the Chargers defense just like overwhelms him. And it was his first playoff game. That was 2018. He's one of the oldest players in the NFL right now. You got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That's Joe Flacco. <laughs> Five years he waited. Can, I, can just, I just make the call though? Oh, uh, oh, no, we no, have no, not making the call. It's, it's not that serious. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. We got to save that. Like, got to make it for really good calls. This is, I don't think Joe Flacco is going to keep this up. No, I don't, no, I'm no, glad no. I didn't waste the sound bit on that. Yeah, I, I warned you. I that. warned you. Yeah, I think they could get eliminated week one. No. So over thirty points in today, four five games. With Joe the season into today, they would be traveling to Jacksonville. They'd win. That's I, a win. Yeah, I could see Jacksonville winning. <laughs> no, that's and a win. then if they beat Jacksonville, they would go to Baltimore, and he would go against his former team, and he would win. Oh boy, he would win. <laughs> I'm a Browns like, fan this year, baby. Browns might be the only team that can beat the Ravens. I, dude, I legit I think, so. think that the Browns might be the yeah, exactly in the, the AFC. Only one. <laughs> the only one. Incredible! It's absolutely the, incredible. The only man that can stop Lamar Jackson is the person that he was benched for. Father, <laughs> grandfather. Um. All right, let's move on. Let's let's move on to a a topic that I've been giddy to talk about on these wavelengths. Justin Fields. Just, Do you believe me now that the Eagles are dead? 
No. Is it crazy that I still say no? Yeah, they're they're still a good team. They're define define good. Winning record uh, for the division. Yep. Good teams are in contention for the division at the end of the year. Do good teams? Great teams control their own destiny, though. So, <laughs> with a little help, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Trent's not on the podcast. was eligible. Trent doesn't like it when I make this point. But Trent, if you're in the Twitch, chat. I said on this podcast like two months ago that they were the 2020. They were the Minnesota Vikings of last year. Yeah, that's and still a bad take. How? Because they earned their wins. They had the a they had a bunch not. of they had a bunch of fluky plays go their way early in the season, and then that luck runs out, and they just can't not lose. They did stop getting calls and started getting called. Like, a like they've mean, lost four of their last five. To some their extent, one win was against the Giants. To some extent. Every game is kind of a toss-up, but they've beaten That's the NFL, good teams though. like the Cowboys, like the Bills. Are they one of the best teams? I don't think anyone was ever saying that. We, oh yeah, no we one were, was saying we, that when they were we, ten and one. We were bowing down and worshiping. I didn't. No, 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 no. I don't think that they, I was. I remember being on the record saying they are not their record. At ten and one, they they are not as good as ten and one. I'll own it. Said that at the time, you can go I back. Was and there. Is that not what I'm saying though? That like I know no, now the record is exactly what they are. <laughs> they just they're good team. They're just a bad team. You can't call them a bad team when the Cowboys or the Eagles have the same record. But it's different. I mean, well, I feel better me, about the Cowboys. We both lost to the Cardinals. Again, those games. I think we're getting a little bit of homerism. I think it's a little homer. But it's not just the Cardinals' loss. It's the fact that they got embarrassed by the Niners, which you're going to say the Cowboys did too. Cowboys okay, did fair. Too. I will say both of those losses, the Niners and the Cow and the Cardinals, were before the bye week, which the Cowboys have been a completely different team since the bye week. What adjustments have the Eagles made? Like their offense doesn't have any identity. Their defense is bottom three in the NFL. They've got to have some kind of internal issue. Like, I mean, there was a like Sirianni is a douche, maybe. Well, like there was a report so today. Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen were a huge reason why they were good last year. And, and AJ Brown's causing issues. Um, he's a diva, and he's not being targeted like a diva. That's why Tennessee ditched him, probably. It, I mean, it's possible, but I think we were saying before the season, like they've lost a lot of pieces. They're going to regress. Their offensive and defensive coordinators are gone. And now you replace that with Matt Patricia, which doesn't seem like a good coaching move. And who made that move? I'm just, who Sirianni, made that move? I don't think he's that great of a head coach. He's not. But good. best offensive line league. Hurts is still playing really well. AJ Brown, when he's not acting like a jerk, he's one of the best receivers in the league. Their defense is Devonta Smith also got hurt in that game. Yeah, this past game. I just think it's I don't know. I think the Eagles, like okay, we we try to we we try to keep it clean on this podcast, 
but it was an Eagles suck fest during the draft. Beep. No, I'm leaving that in. They they draft Jalen Carter. They draft you know Nicobe Dean. It's like, oh my gosh, they're just building the Georgia defense. How how are we ever going to stop the Eagles? Oh my gosh, that was me. And their bottom three in the NFL. They've had a lot of injuries. So does everybody. I mean, if you want to give them crap, I don't think the draft is the way to do it. I think um, was oh, probably wow. a mistake. Uh, Dar- rely on Darius Slay as I, I think he's like thirty three at this point. They didn't help themselves at safety or linebacker, and those positions have been injured, and that's where they're getting targeted. But so, no one was talking about those weaknesses in the offseason. They were everyone's pick to win the NFC. Am I wrong? Like, they had the best odds going into the season. They were my pick. They were all the big media, like every big media personality. Not not this podcast. I don't think anyone here was picking them to win the NFC, but maybe Austin did. I did. But you just listed out all these weaknesses, and this was kind of now. Okay, was my prediction that they were going to miss the playoffs? Homerism. Did it yes. reek of homerism? Yes. But call it the Simpsons because it was Homer. Am I, was I crazy for thinking this team wasn't going to win the Super Bowl? I don't think so because. You take away Shane Sykin and look at what he's done in Indianapolis and look at the difference that the Eagles offense has been this year and say what you want about Jonathan Gannon. He still has the Cardinals fighting each week and look at what the defense in Philly has looked like. this. Yeah, that roster is bad. So it's not all up to Gannon. So they're good. They're good. Not great. They're not getting bounced week one, though. They'll win a playoff game. Yeah. We'll see. I I will be picking against them. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and All right, let's pick. bet. Let's bet. No, that'll be my pick for the first round of the playoffs for the bet contest. Week one, I will be taking the opposite spread of whoever they're playing. I'm saying let's bet. They should be the two seed right now. Oh, why aren't they? Hold on. We still have to talk about how the bears are going to trade the number one pick. Oh, on. oh, oh, I, you want Hold to on. talk about, I thought you were wanting to talk about the Cardinals game. Yes. We're saving that. Um, Justin Fields. Yeah. We want fields chance. We're loud. Is looking pretty good. This has been such a roller coaster with him. We were all in the, we were all out. And now just when I was out, you pull me back me in. Back in. <laughs> Oh, who would you rather have, Fields or Jordan Love? Fields. I was right about both of them. Jordan Love looked like a I'm still not convinced about Jordan Love. Oh, stop it. I'm not. (laughs) Stop it. I'm not. Gosh. I mean, he he looked good against a Vikings defense that I think last few weeks was they were kind of playing – above their capacity and that a lot a lot of that had to do with Brian Flores but the Vikings also started Jaron Hall who might have been the worst quarterback that we've seen he's doing this and his and his leading season was Bo Melton hold on let me I'm pulling up that Bo Melton's a stud (laughs) 
No, he he has a good receiving core though. Actually, they're I mean they're league average. Watson was hurt. Dubs hasn't been great. Jaden Reed got hurt. Really good. Yeah. After he got two touchdowns. After he got two touchdowns. I mean, I feel like it was more the fact. I mean, Aaron Jones had a tw- 120 yards on the ground, and they just kind of dominated the Vikings in that way. He still threw. Oh, the ball. I mean, I don't really trust. He still threw the ball 33 times. I don't trust Love or Fields at this point. I think they are both very inconsistent. Um, I think the best situation for the Bears right now, though, is if they could trade down to the Commanders at three, get Marvin Harrison, and do what they did last year. Maybe get the number one overall pick again. I think that's their best situation. So you would not trade Fields and take Caleb Williams. You would keep Fields no. and trade the pick. Yep. If I could trade Fields for a first, I would. Hmm. I want to know the asking price, but if and how I imagine it would it would, it would go if it came down to this is he would go for a third. Fields has shown me enough that I'd be okay with building around him. Mm-hmm. If I can get a first next year for that top overall pick and and then some and then some. Yeah. Who's Yeah, I'm trading the pick. I like that. Trade down, get Marvin Harrison. Call a day. And I mean like as we saw with the Eagles, you just gotta do that a couple times and then you have a really great team that can go to the Super Bowl. Because is DJ Moore is his contract situation? Is he still I think they've got him. I yeah. think he's good. Yeah, he got a contract right before he got traded. Oh yeah, that's right. He, yeah, he's got he's got two more years on his deal. Sweet. Um, I don't know what I would do. Like, I really like Justin Fields, but do I mean it, it? It all depends on how you feel about either Caleb Williams or Drake May. Like, if you feel, I love like, him. I mean, I love them, but if you feel like either of them, if there's a better than 50% chance that they end up better than Justin Fields, then I think you trade fields and you pick a quarterback. I don't think there is. I love Justin Fields. If but anything, I, I think that Drake may could possibly be better. I'm, I'm kind of out on Caleb, but I just or, I'm not, <laughs> I just don't think he has the mental toughness to make it in the league. That's what I think, but. Yeah, I I don't know because like Fields has looked really good. But Drake May and Caleb Williams are supposed to be like top tier quarterback prospects. And Fields at the time, not right when he got drafted, but the year before, he was one of those guys. And he's starting to show why he was one of those guys. He has a great deep ball. He has incredible athleticism. And yeah. his issue has been getting to his second read, maneuvering in the pocket. And he's showing that he's good at that too. I, I'd like to see him play an actual like good defense. Um yeah. Well I, I he's gonna have he's gonna have a chance to light up the scoreboard next week against the Packers and that defense. Yeah, that defense is rough. So mm-hmm. Just him being in the system too, um, 
And if you want to like picture this, like you're the coach, like you're Eberflus, and you're staying there another year, having to deal with another rookie quarterback, especially if it's Caleb Williams, I would probably want to stick with Fields. You know what, though? If you're thinking about job security, drafting a new quarterback buys you probably at least two more years. If he's awful, it, like if Caleb Williams or Drake May is awful, I think he gets fired that year. They're Bryce Young. Yeah, exactly. So the so the Bears have the first pick and then their own pick, which has been moving down because they keep winning. Right now would be the 10th pick in the draft. Um, yeah, maybe you do trade the pick. I don't know, because like you could trade down to three and you could take Marvin Harrison and then you could take a tackle at 10. And now you're helping your offensive line. You're giving Fields another top receiver. And now you've got Marvin Harrison and DJ Moore to throw to. It's pretty scary. Komet. I like Komet too. So maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. know, man. Drink the Kool-Aid, Andrew. Come on. Well, I mean, I'm as big of a Justin Fields guy as anyone, but if you're going to be a Justin Fields guy, you got to be in on him with the Bears. Tell me why you'd be out on him, though. No, for me, it's not. It's not a representation of him. It's how excited am I about a Caleb Williams or a Drake May? Because I, if I feel like either of them has a chance to be a top five guy in the league, which I love fields. I don't think he's ever going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. So that's why you're out on him though. Yeah. Okay. It's not a representation of him. It's the upside of the other guy. I think the height of his development is Lamar. He is not there yet. And to be honest, if you were to put a gun to my head, I don't think he can get there. But that is his range of outcomes, in my opinion. Lamar would, yeah. Lamar. Uh, it's the comp. But to me, he, I, he think, to I think he's probably closer to. His ceiling is probably closer to Jalen Hurts than it is a Lamar. Deshaun. Because I think That's Lamar is a much better passer than what I think Fields could be. This year, he be- he became that. I know, but I'm, years I'm, past, I'm looking at it in terms of where he's at now. Right, but if he if Fields improves, I think he can get to this where This year, Lamar he didn't become now. that, though. He was 23rd in the league in yards, 20th in touchdowns. I was going to QBR. I'm not really about the counting stats for Lamar. Like He's throwing the ball really well. And sometimes no, I'm not just talking about. I, I thought you said that Fields became. No, maybe, no, no. I, I, I just think that, like, with his, like, last year he was awful. Like he couldn't, he couldn't be a quarterback. Last year, yeah. And this year he he's showing that like he has all the tools. He can make all the throws. It's just doing that consistently, like mm-hmm. Lamar has this year. And I yeah, could do it. Probably not. A little direction. Okay. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Um, I'm excited. I, I love this draft class. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 
let's hit on this real quick and then let's get to what I think everyone's been waiting for. Um, the Packers are going to make the playoffs, aren't they? Hmm. Which it would feels be it, over the Rams, wouldn't it? If they win, they're in. It would be over the um, the Seahawks and the Saints. Okay. Almost like you need a quarterback to get you there. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, if the playoffs ended today, if everything held as it is, the Cowboys would be playing the Packers in round one. Oh, part of that does scare me. The, the Cowboys are better in every way, but the history just, it, it's, it scares me a little bit. If I, I'd be lying, if I said it didn't. Luckily, the defense is awful. Yeah, CD Lamb would have 200. <laughs> At halftime. At halftime. <laughs> yeah. But Aaron Jones might mow you down. Uh, he might not play. I don't know. He's been oft injured this year. Mm-hmm. That's true. The Packers also almost lost to the Panthers the week before. Let's not forget. Like Love had a good game. Um, Love is not no, the Packers are a bad team, but it's just the aura around that team is what scares me. It has nothing to do with the the Jimmys and Joes on that, on that roster. Um, okay. Rosie, I think it's time. It's time. Oh, where do we even All start? Right. 70, 70 checked in. So we are talking Cowboys 20 lions. 19. It was a standalone game on Saturday. Rosie was in it in the building. He was in attendance for this game. Uh, how was it? It was the perfect cap off to my horrible fantasy week. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most lions thing ever. Yeah, honestly, um, (laughs) I don't want to say same old lions, but like I've seen this story so many times, uh, me as a lions fan, lions fans collectively, we find new ways to get our heart broken. (laughs) (laughs) And that this might be the worst one yet, to be honest. Like this might be the most egregious thing I've ever seen in my life. Fun game though. (laughs) (laughs) It was entertaining. Uh, That ref crew is a disaster. And they get national TV this week. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And let's be honest. As long as they don't like, get playoff we'll, games. We'll talk yeah. about the two-point conversion. The whole game on both sides was refed horribly. Yeah, absolutely. Like Brandon I mean, Cooks had, like, stepped out of bounds on his catch. Um, Hutchinson, Hutchinson was offside. To, yeah, <laughs> Hutchinson tries to trip the running back and they call it on Hendershot. They call yeah. it on the opposite team. Yeah, I mean, that's awful. That, that could have been a game clincher. I... I don't think that that should have been called, but like, it definitely shouldn't have been called on Hendershot. Yeah, even if you just don't call it, then you get the seven-yard run, and now mm-hmm. it's like second and short. And if you get yeah. that first down, the game's probably over. Yeah, a lot, a lot of really bad calls, and mm-hmm. and the one, the one who honestly like benefited the most from this game was Mike McCarthy because he had terrible end-of-game clock management. Yeah, are we shocked? No one's. 
no Holy one's shot. talking about it. <laughs> My dad was talking about it because he lost a couple bets. Because All they it. needed to do was kill clock. The Lions had one timeout, and the Cowboys throw it three straight times. Oh, Dak throws like a fade to Brandon Cooks on the, on the third down too, like like way out of bounds too. Like I don't Dak understand. That he messed up. I was like, duh. Yeah, like he, I know he did. I, he he know did not have a good game. I know Pollard had a terrible game, but dude, run the ball, get zero yards. All you're worried about is killing the clock. I audibly laughed out loud when I saw Deuce Vaughn go on the field. <laughs> hey, I was Dowdle like, they're was, really trying to do something right now. Dowdle was out. Yeah, well, okay. But like Deuce was also getting tackled minus two yards behind the line of scrimmage too. So I, I think you should just throw in the – because Cam Sutton is Lions' best corner and he is not very good and he was playing hurt and he was playing lazy. And that's why CD had such a great game. Um, but let's be honest, guys. Like, Lions were the better team, right? I, 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 not, I feel the complete opposite way after that game. Yeah. <laughs> really? If anything, I, I felt like it should have been a lot. Like, it shouldn't have been this close. Like, it felt like the Cowboys were in control. Oh, no, game. I didn't feel like that at all. Like, How do you feel, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, Steve like fumbles it. it out of the end zone, which... That's a six-point swing right there. Actually, it might be more. I forget if the Lions ended up scoring on that drive or not. Uh, CeeDee Lamb goes for 277 yards through the air. But let's talk about that play, the 90-yard play, where Derek Barnes screaming off the edge is going to tackle Dak for a safety on that play and is scared of the roughing the passer. So you want to talk about (laughs) six-point plays. That's an eight-point play right there. I mean, that's his fault. He should have just tackled him. Just tackle uh, him. I understand, but just it was him. definitely there. Yeah, he had tackled just him. Hit, hit him and don't land on him. That's like... Um, you're still going to get called. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it felt like... It felt like the Cowboys were way more successful on offense. Late in the game, the Lions were able to move the ball, but Goff has two really bad interceptions, which were just soul-crushing. For li- for you know, for you and for other Lions fans, I I did not come out of that game thinking the Lions were a better team yeah. or that they played better. I I still disagree. We, I beat, just, we beat you two homers to one homer. So <laughs> <laughs> the the Lions have a really really big issue at two positions that rhyme with Warnerback. Cornerback and quarterback. <laughs> All right, I see what you did there. Like golf is not very good. Um, I don't think he has to be very good though to make a playoff run. I don't think he'll get the Lions to the Super Bowl. I don't think he ever will. I've been saying that from the very beginning since they signed him. Um, but the Lions have Gibbs, Montgomery, and one of the best offensive lines in the league. And if Goff can just deal to Amon and Sam Laporta, like, I don't know he what tried, he tried want. to deal to Laporta, and Laporta sucked to start the game. He was bad. He got better late, but yeah, he, he, late. he had a rough start. Missed a couple blocks. He did miss a couple yeah. blocks. That's true. It was not a good game for him. 
Like it ended much better than that. Story. I don't think the Lions had great play calling that that game either. Like on the goal line stop by the Cowboys, Ben Johnson was calling a read option with golf. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is he going to do? Pull the ball? <laughs> so Demarcus Lawrence yeah. destroys the running back because, like, who else are you going to get? Like, so I don't really understand what they were doing there. Tony well, Pollard and- didn't get anything done. Yeah, Pollard, one of his worst games I think I've ever seen him play. And let's go to that. Let's go to the two point conversion. Not even from the ref aspect because there's been like it's just been a a crap show trying to talk about that because it is like it's it's funny when something like that happens because there's it's almost like there's a race on Twitter to try and get the takeoff first to try to to try to crack the code, try to figure out exactly what happened where it took a little while to get all the different angles. And it's like the refs messed up. The lions were trying to confuse the Cowboys and in doing so confuse the refs, which means the refs messed up. Um, The Cowboys, the refs announced that 70 is eligible. So the Cowboys defend like 70 is eligible and not 68. I thought 70 wasn't even on the field. He was, he was, Okay, I was confused. And they, the Cowboys had a defender on him. They didn't have a defender on 68 because they didn't think it was eligible. So does that play go exactly the way it did? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But the refs messed up. But not even... I don't even want to spend a lot of time on that unless you do, Rosie. Dan Campbell, you go for two and you have the ref debacle. So you move back to like the seven yard line and he goes for two again and wasn't going to get it. But then Micah Parsons jumps off sides and they move it back up to the two. Three. You've already tried your two best go for two plays. And you're going to go for two a third time when the drive leading up to that game's tying touchdown, the Cowboys could not stop the Lions offense at all. The Lions marched their way right down the field and scored a touchdown pretty easily. And I knew, like, as soon as as soon as Dallas throws the ball three times and gives the ball back to Lions, I'm like, they're going to go down and score. I know how this is going to end. And after they're the gonna... Goff interception, was it the Goff interception? Well, he had an interception, and the Cowboys got it again. Okay, so, well, that was okay. Yes, all right, yeah, yeah, it was um, touchdown punt, but then. Mm-hmm. But anyways, but then Dak threw an interception. If you're Dan Campbell, kick the stupid extra point, go to overtime where your offense is not getting stopped by the Cowboys at this point. And it's going to see what happens in overtime. It made no sense to me. That is complete crap. Y'all are not going to get away with brushing aside literally the worst refing blunder in NFL history. Okay. It, it is that's a, true. That's, a large margin. No, that's no. true. No, 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 no. Yeah, y'all can't what do you define a blunder? Just as like, just like a ref missed, like a, a bad call? Yeah. Because yeah. I would say not calling the pass interference in that Saints-Rams playoff game that kept the Saints from going to the Super Bowl was way more egregious. It, I think if this was in the playoffs, this would be But it's not, Racy. It's not the, in the playoffs. The oh, Dez, yeah. the Dez yeah, catch... Is, it yes, wasn't a catch. catch, so it was a catch. Y'all shouldn't have even got there. <laughs> Pettigrew. Yeah, you. Yeah, okay. That that 
call against the Lions in that playoffs, way, you could say it was way more egregious because of the implications. Okay, but implications, like just... In NFL most, history. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. It is the most incompetent thing in refing I've ever seen in my life. Whether you want to put implications on it or not, it is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You have Taylor Decker going up to the ref, rubbing his stomach, saying, like, that's that's a universal sign of I am an eligible receiver, makes eye contact with him. And then he has another lineman with him. And then you have the other lineman running on on the sideline, waving his hand. Are you saying that he's blind one second and then he sees the other guy the other second? What do you think Taylor Decker is coming up to you to do? Like tell you like congratulations on a great Why ref was there game. Two of them with them. How's your family? How's the wife doing? Who cares if there's two people coming up to him? Literally every seventy team does that. Seventy by rule couldn't have been eligible, right? Because he was covered up on the line. Correct, and that's yeah. like on top of that, the common sense. You throw the flag like a couple minutes after the play is already over. Like you, you should know that they wouldn't that the lines wouldn't line up. With seventy, like that, he was exactly. But here's, but here's the thing: is the cowboy or the the lions were trying to be confusing. You can't deny that they were trying to be confusing. They were trying to confuse the cowboys by having seventy. Yeah, the cowboys on, for sure run onto the line or run onto the field, waving his hand at the ref, running towards the ref, and then two other linemen go to the ref, and they're trying to figure out who's eligible, and then the ref says seventy is eligible. And so the Cowboys played that play as if 70 was eligible. And if you're the Lions and you hear the refs get it wrong, wouldn't you correct it? You don't have any timeouts. There's 20 seconds left. You're like, this is the game on the line. The refs would, the refs would stop that. I'm I'm in the stadium. I do not hear them. I didn't, I didn't hear anything for that. It's really freaking loud in there. You shouldn't have to correct a ref's stupid mistake either. And I'm just saying like, you what makes it like super incompetent because hold on. If I could walk you through what happened in my mind at the game, being there, I was okay. like, huh, that's really weird that he wouldn't report as eligible. Like you'd think he would know the play call, but maybe not. And I get on Twitter and it's oh, there's video evidence of Taylor Decker going up to the ref saying, I'm I'm eligible. And then on top of that, and this is the nail in the coffin. They talked about it before the game. Dan Campbell drew it out before the game. Exactly what they were going to do. There is no excuse for that. Oh, it's it's an awful mistake. It is the worst mistake mistake I've ever seen. If you have, if Dan Campbell actually did go to to that, this was a this was a normal lineman coming in to report as eligible, because the way the Lions decided to do it was not the way that it is it is ever done. No other team ever tries to report a lineman as eligible the way that the Lions did it. Uh, the two offensive linemen going together, they do that all the time. With a third running onto the field, waving his hand at the ref? He's not waving his hand at the ref. He's waving his hand at the, at the huddle, subbing out. That's what you're supposed to do. So people can't walk on the field if they're in the play? That's, that's ridiculous. The Lions were trying to be cute. In the middle of other deception, though. The refs were idiots. Both can be true. It's also not a certainty that the Lion, that, that play is successful if the refs get it right. 
Because the Cowboys would be defending 68. I I don't think they would have known because there was deception involved. And that's just good on the Lions, especially if they had told the refs before the game what they were going to do. And then after the game, and this is what pisses me off the most, they just released a video an hour and a half ago Mm -hmm. telling the, the whole entire NFL how awful the Lions are for That's for doing this, do. they're going to double down, and, and that like referees don't admit their mistakes in all sports. It, I have not seen this amount of doubling down on this either. Like Brad Allen told the pool report after the game that Dan Skipper, the guy that was running onto the field, told him verbally, told him he was eligible. They are like 15 yards away in a screaming stadium. There's absolutely no way that that could have happened. And in the video that they released, they said, well, it's on the player to make sure that the ref knows that they are eligible. I agree with that. They need to give a nonverbal and verbal sign. That's exactly what the Lions did. They absolutely deserve to get that two-point conversion. It's just ridiculous. I, I've never seen anything Still, like that. After that, yeah, after that, you had two more shots at it. Okay, if you want to talk about it after after that, that's fine. I'm fine with going for it. I'm I'm fine with that too, especially because it doesn't really matter. Exactly. The game really doesn't matter in hindsight. It's not a playoff game. It's uh to decide one seating spot. So, yeah. like, why would you play overtime and let your players get hurt? I know that's not what Dan Campbell's thinking. Especially on the, road. <laughs> on the road, too. Yeah. It's been I, a long game. You, you tell your players in the huddle, like, we're going to get this. I, I like how he followed through. It was, it, it, was an, it, it was an awful mistake. From the seven, um, though. Questionable. But Yeah, once I got pushed back to the seven, just kick the extra point. That's what I would have done. But I'd I'm be not, ready to get out of there. I'm not an NFL camp. I'm not an NFL coach. So, yeah. Um, anything else? The I did say this reminds me of the old Lions. I think what's different though is Dan Campbell's reaction to everything. Like after the game, he was saying, "This is just pure octane. Like this is just pure fuel to get into the playoffs," and I firmly believe that. I can't imagine Matt Patricia or Jeff Schwartz or anyone <laughs> saying something like that. So yeah. I, I think that this this could really just be a good thing. Well, then you're welcome. The Maggies, man. And if they uh, don't call Hutchinson's tripping on Hendershot, then probably don't even get to that point. Just had to twist a knife. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> don't kick him while he's down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trip me while uh, you know what part of, like part of me wants. How'd you get down? Trip, tripped you. <laughs> part of me wants to see like a lot of these ref mistakes get cleaned up with like more technology and things like that. But then part of me is like, man, complaining about the refs is such a beautiful part of being a sports fan. Like it's no. yeah, Rosie. Rosie would just have to like leave our group chat because he couldn't do anything anymore. I have not done it. Y'all y'all are so hilarious because Death Taxes you and Rosie complained about the refs. Maybe stop complaining about the refs this whole entire season. And then I look on there and Austin's like, oh man, I can't believe they called the holding on that. This guy's been holding the whole play. I'm like, wow, the hypocrisy. 
the hypocrisy the of it all. The second you say something, it's just Rosie. It's oh, fun yeah. just to get a reaction out of you. You have to know that's why we do it. That's why I'm we do it. Fully aware. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just fun. We kid right. because we love. That's what it is. Let's do some rapid fire predictions here. Looking to week eighteen. I'm just going to run through the games that actually matter uh, from like a playoff standpoint. Texans Colts. Are you doing the like the generator, the playoff machine thing? No, this is week 18. Uh, no, I wasn't going to do the generator. I was just oh. going to run through them. Um, Raven Steelers, I don't think matters. Actually, it does. No, it actually. Yeah, it really does. Because the Steelers lose, they're out of the playoffs. Um, but that's a loss before they even get there. So, well, Ravens unless the Ravens, resting their starters. Ravens might be resting. Yeah. Tyler Huntley, he's a pro bowler, so don't count him out. <laughs> hey, can we? Uh, Texans Colts. Oh man, that's gonna Texans be should win that. Right, that's gonna be a fun game. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna pick the Texans. So, yeah, a winner would make it to the playoffs, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. But they both would, they both would win if Pittsburgh. They both would make the playoffs if, if Pittsburgh loses, even if one of them loses, because they both have tiebreakers over um, Pittsburgh because of head to head. So if Pittsburgh loses, and that game won't mean anything, I think. and the Bills would be actually no, that's not true because. The Bills, mm, it gets dicey because if the Bills were to lose, then I think the loser of Colts-Texans would be out of the playoffs. No, because Bills can get out of the playoffs. They can. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah, there you go. Uh, So I'm picking Texans in this one. Me too. Yeah, me too. Okay. Give me CJ. Moving down. Uh, all these don't mean anything. Bucks, Panthers. Um, Bucks should win that pretty easily, I would say. But they have to win to get in. They do have to win. Yes. Because uh, the Bucks and the Saints are both 8-8. Eight and eight. And if the Bucks win, they're in. If the Bucks lose... I believe if the Bucks lose and the Saints lose, the Bucks are still in. And I think the Falcons can get in over them. Because the Falcons mm-hmm. are still in the playoffs. Or still. It, so alive. the Falcons would have to beat the Saints and then the Bucks would have to lose? Yes. Okay. Well, out of those three teams, I'm hoping it's the Bucks because I enjoy watching them the most. Um, if Arthur Smith finds his way to January, then we have failed as a nation. So. Give me the Bucks over the yeah, Panthers. I do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Coast the call is coming maybe. from inside the house. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, give me the Bucks in that one. Uh, Bears, 7-9 and nine versus Packers, 8-8. Eight and eight. I think the Bears play spoil. Let's kick the Packers what happened out la- last week. <laughs> last week yeah. of the season. What again. happened to the Pack last week or last year? Yeah. Go Pack, go right out of the playoffs. That's 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 my pick there. FTP baby. Um, I guess. Well, yeah. Eagles. Eagles should beat the Giants. 
it would be hilarious if they lost, but they should beat them. It is in New York, so you never know. Uh, let's see here. There's just no I, way, right? There's no way. Do you think? Oh, with the Giants? I said there, there, there's just no way, right? Probably not. But, but it would be it would be it would be hysterical. Is that Tommy DeVito's music? Um all right. Like you just got think the veto. Are the, Ni- the Niners are going to rest all their starters in week 18, right? Yeah, probably. McCaffrey's already, well, I mean, he's hurt. But. So then the Rams should win that one, which will put the Rams in the playoffs. If they Maybe lose the- and the Seahawks and Packers win, I think they're out. Yeah. So Rams win and they're in. Um, I'll take the Rams in this one because, oh, hey, here's a fun one, guys. If you're looking for a bet, uh, the Niners are currently favored by three and a half over the Rams. That's my bet. That's not a noon game. Oh, you're right. You can't take it. <laughs> I'm going to take that. Still counts for Austin. Yeah. Why can't we take the afternoon slate? Because I need to know. We need to know after the noon slate where you guys stand. Why can't well, why can't it be the noon or the three twenty five? Theoretically, you guys want to allow noon or three twenty five? Yeah, why not allow the full like slate of games? I don't really care. All right, fine, yeah. fine, you can do that. You get a full slate, but I don't know if I want that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, finally, we'll end it here. Uh, Bills at Dolphins. You're not going to talk about Dallas Washington. That game matters. It does. It would be very Dallas of them to lose that game, but they should win. Should. Because Ron Rivera is a dead man walking. Hey, um, he was sick. That's mean. Not in that way. Oh my gosh. Now I feel bad. Yeah. His job security. Golly, man. Okay. Anyways. I didn't say it. Bills at Dolphins. The winner wins the AFC East and gets the two seed. The Bills, if they win this, they get the two seed. If they lose this, they might be out of the playoffs, which is wild. Insane. Just wild. Uh, the Dolphins, if they win this, they're the two seed. If they lose it, they will still be in the playoffs. They can't miss the playoffs at this point. Who do you guys have? Bills. We have to see the Bills in the playoffs. We have to. Come on. Miami's at home, right? Yeah. I still think but they're the second best team in the AFC, the Bills. So I want them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think after the defensive injuries last week, I'll take the Bills. Bills. I will go Bills as well. The tickets for this game are, I think they're the most expensive of all the games. Um, yeah, they are. Tickets as low as $246. Holy crap. So That might get you to Jerry World. Big implications. <laughs> yeah. Um, that can get all right, you guys got game. anything else before we wrap up the show? I can't believe it's already week 18. I know. I this know. goes way Bad. too fast. Thank God it's over. All we have left is a Pro Bowl. Bets might be coming your way. That's it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Making the Call. 
Uh, thank you to Rosie and Austin for hopping on this week. Thank you to everyone who tuned in on the YouTube or is listening to us after the fact, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Join us this Friday for the next edition of the Friday Football Newsletter over at the Making the Call Substack, where Austin will be previewing the College Football Championship. Rosie's going to have his top 100 big board in Dynasty. I've got a couple NFL ideas that I'm still kicking the tires on. I'll roll one of those out this week as we wrap up the regular season. But before we end the show, we've got the dad joke of the week. This one, here it goes. In the U.S., it's called an elevator. In the U.K., it's a lift. I guess we're just all raised differently. <laughs> that was good. All right. That was the best First one. dad joke had. of the new year. What's that? I said that was the best one you've had in a while. Not going to lie. Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, first dad joke of the new year. So I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the week. We'll see you next time.